You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with five good things. A new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you could save a bundle. All you got to do is call 1-888-FARMERS. Get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Nice start to the month of February, right? A great Super Bowl. Psych! Oh, my gosh. How bad was the Super Bowl? Holy cow. A week ago, I opened the Psych. show all confident, super confident, that the Chiefs would potentially blow out the Bucks. Thankfully, we have a good producer here who likes to push back and says, Jason, you're too overconfident. And, ugh. Um, we'll get to the ratings later in the show. Obviously, they were awful uh, for CBS. But I, I, I don't think it's the end of the world. Uh, Gavin and I have some interesting theories. We Our minds are aligned on this one. We'll do some Lakers. What a, uh, what a game last night from LeBron. Another one further distancing himself from Joel Embiid in the MVP race. Lakers were down 20-2. to Then they were down 17 in the second quarter, and I changed uh, the channel to Hall Pass because it's one of the best movies of the last 15 years. Um, 
I watch all the funny parts, and then I change it back to the Lakers game, and the Lakers are dominating the Grizzlies. Like, ah, uh, LeBron James. My first thought, and we'll do the Lakers in a little bit, is they are the new Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs in 2020 kind of, you know, messed around, got all the victories, went 14-2. and two, um, And that's what the Lakers are doing. They're just screwing around here. They could have easily destroyed the Grizzlies. They mess around, and they're like, oh, we've got to start playing. And then they eviscerate the Grizzlies and win again. Uh, so the Lakers are going to win one title in 50 years? Incorrect. In 50 incorrect. years? Incorrect. Wow. <laughs> Unless they get fortunate like uh, the Bucks. And they get to face backup left tackles in the championship <laughs> game and the Super Bowl. Uh, no, I'm kidding. The Lakers should be fine. As, as long as they're healthy, I think they should be in the finals. Um, it is Valentine's weekend. I'm sure you guys uh, have gotten something for your lady. If you haven't, it's probably too late. <laughs> uh, you know, you don't want to be last minute shopping. All the good cards are picked through. Um, I was on it this year. I definitely, you know, I got to order flowers for the wife, the mom the wife's mom, the wife's stepmom. So, like, I got it all out. You know, I had, had my young daughter by me, and I was like, hey, what do you think? You pick the flowers. You know this stuff. And she just points, click, done. Point, click, boom. And uh, you got to deliver on Valentine's weekend, guys. You know? Um, but let's get to uh, an interesting story in sports. This happened late last night. And if you're just waking up out here in L.A. on the West Coast, you probably are not aware of it. So Urban Meyer, as you guys know, is not um, loved by the media, okay? He was a good media member when uh, breaking down stuff and analyzing uh, college football here for Fox Sports. And the way he left the University of Florida and the university, and Ohio State University, didn't totally end well. There were internal issues that the media kind of latched onto and went after him. Obviously, a lot of arrests at Florida. Urban Meyer, great coach, but the other stuff, you know, the media loves to sink its teeth into. And there's this weird situation, and I couldn't believe, I feel like I stumbled onto some gold last night while researching this. Um, but I get this vibe that there is not a lot of love for the college football coaches who come up to the NFL. They didn't pay their dues as a coordinator, as a position coach at the NFL level. They win at college, and then they get given or handed a job in the NFL. And we've seen this. The media, for whatever reason, pushes back hard on those guys. I'll name a couple. This is in just the last 15 years. Um, Chip Kelly, dominant in Oregon, won a lot of games. Didn't win the title, but went to the national title game and maybe it was his ego and his arrogance, but he came into Philly, and you could tell early the media did not really love him. The media liked him as a college coach and rooted for him, but then he gets to the NFL, and as soon as they had that playoff loss, it was open season on Chip Kelly. Like, oh, this guy's a fraud, and he ended up failing miserably. Um, Nick Saban in Miami. This guy had won in Michigan State. He had won a title at LSU. He comes into the NFL. And as soon as he didn't win, oh, well, is this guy, anybody can win at college. Uh, and they went after Nick Saban. Steve Spurrier, this is a little further back in Washington. Oh, yeah, we love the old ball coach. He's a great story. And as soon as you don't deliver in the NFL, well, listen, man, anybody can win at Gainesville. Come on. And it's, for whatever reason, I feel like the media is already has it out for Urban Meyer. He hired 
a strength and conditioning performance coach from the University of Iowa. Okay, This is a guy who was fired last summer, or maybe I should say parted ways with the school because of some comments he was making to some of the players that were racist. Um, Now, they did not fire him with cause because they still paid him out his salary. I guess, you know, whatever he said, a bunch of the comments, they were out of bounds. And if you just read them, it's like, geez, this guy's a crazy person. But then if you've been in a locker room, and I mean, Maybe some of that stuff flew in the Iowa locker room. He was certainly around forever, but he ended up getting ditched by Iowa, and Urban Meyer hired him. Now, Urban says they vetted him, and they went through everything, and they're confident with the hire. One day later, the coach resigns under public pressure. And, of course, it comes out to, oh, it's a cancel culture thing, and they're going after this guy. Listen, I, I went on my Straight Fire podcast you know, Thursday, uh, Friday morning when this hire was made. And I I got to say, my take was like, I, I don't think it's the greatest hire, but relationships matter. Urban Meyer knew this guy, and he wanted to throw him a bone and give him a second chance. As a guy who had coached for 20-some-odd years, and now he's probably done as a coach because of the comments he made. And uh, some of the players said, hey, man, this guy's racist. He, he was making racist comments for several years. And it's not just one or two players. It was a handful of players. Um, and I, I, I still think I understand why Urban Meyer did it. And I'm curious as to why this guy resigned. Did he think that this was just going to never let up? And they were going to keep bombing and keep asking questions. And then Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, had a really interesting note. Urban Meyer said, oh, yeah, I knew him back when I coached at uh, Utah. And I guess Florio looked into it, and they didn't actually coach together. He was a prominent strength and conditioning coach around that time, but Urban never coached with him. And it was just one of these interesting, huh, okay, so are they friends? Do they have an existing relationship? And ultimately, I spun it forward to this. The college football coaches have absolute power in their towns. When Urban is at Ohio State, he's the most powerful man, not only in Columbus, but basically in the state of Ohio. Okay, Nick Saban in Alabama, absolute power, can do whatever he wants. He's the most powerful man in the state, the highest paid state employee. And that happens to a lot of these coaches in small towns. They can do whatever they want. They make all the hires they want. They go after questionable kids. Their tactics may be questionable, but nobody's going to call them on it. They live in a small town, and they can just bully the media. You get to the NFL, no such thing as small town. Every market, including Jacksonville, matters, is a big one. And the NFL media is a juggernaut. And Urban Meyer just got a lesson in, hey, man, I can do whatever I want. You can't in the NFL. It does not work like that. Um, If you remember a guy named Bobby Petrino, He was an awesome coach at Louisville, right? Built Louisville up and then goes to the NFL to coach Mike Vick in Atlanta. Well, no sooner that Petrino gets to Atlanta, Mike Vick gets snared in the the, the illegal dogfighting operation. So Bobby Petrino went to Atlanta thinking, okay, I got a quarterback. I'll take Mike Vick to greatness. And Mike Vick was like, you know, instantly in trouble with the law, uh, What's his name? Petrino had to try it out like Joey Harrington and a bunch of other quarterbacks. They go 3-10. and 10. In the final month of the season, Bobby Petrino 
just leaves. <laughs> He's like, I don't need these headaches. But first year of a five-year deal, he just bails, goes back to college, goes back to the small town, and is at Arkansas and is dominant. How dominant, you ask? Well, he was having an affair with a volleyball player at the university. Then she graduated. He hired this chick to work in the football operations with him. He was paying her a salary, having an affair with her, cheating on his wife. Then he gets in the motorcycle accident. And initially it's like, oh, well, Bobby Petrino was giving this girl a ride home. And then it's like, oh, no, wait a sec. He's cheating on his wife and all this stuff. And it comes out like you can absorb a lot in a small town. Once the law gets involved, a little bit of questions. So Petrino ultimately ended up coming back. He got disgraced at Arkansas. He comes back at like Western Kentucky. Uh, I, I think he landed somewhere else after that. And like you could just survive in college in these small towns. But I think Urban Meyer just realized what he's up against. And folks, this ultimately could, could, and you don't want to go overboard on a strength and conditioning performance coach hiring. You don't want to go overboard, but the reality is, Gavin, does this make you think, well, shucks, maybe Urban Meyer's not going to be long for the NFL. Maybe he does want to try to bring in Deshaun Watson, win in year one and year two, make a move, get to the Super Bowl, and he don't want to build something with Trevor Lawrence. Did that ever cross your mind last night? Yeah, I mean, a little. The only thing is I, I question Urban Meyer chose this time to come out, right, to come into the NFL seemingly because there's a generational talent in Trevor Lawrence. I don't, you know, he couldn't have known that Deshaun Watson would become available. Yeah, that's good. But, you know, I do understand the argument of of taking the proven talent. There is a chance that Trevor Lawrence, you know, is a bust. I don't think it's a high likelihood. I don't think he's going to be Ryan Leaf or anything. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Which Clemson quarterback would you rather have right now? Well, for building an NFL franchise, I would rather take Trevor Lawrence because he's on the rookie deal. Yes. You have a lot of draft capital. You have a lot of free agency money. I mean, theoretically, Tampa could say, we're going to go out and get Shaq Barrett, who was just dominant in the postseason for Tampa. He uh, two-year run was incredible. We're going to go out and get Allen Robinson from the Bears. We're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. Um, maybe we're going to draft another uh, skill position player. And all of a sudden, you look around and – you know, Trevor Lawrence has uh, the kid LaVisca Chenault, who was pretty good last year. Um, they have some other good skill position players, the rookie undrafted running back. Um, they got a solid offensive line. And you get a couple defenders. Remember, this is a division, Gavin. Tennessee's going to be coming back to the pack. We have a question mark about the Colts at quarterback. Uh, everybody knows the Texans are garbage. That would be my only thought as to why they don't make a play on Watson, because it's in the division. And the Texans. They're not going to say, hey, we want to see Deshaun Watson twice a year, you know. <laughs> but if you see him twice a year and you got Trevor Lawrence, I, that kind of changes the equation. I just uh, don't think Deshaun Watson with that current Jags roster does anything for next year. I, I would mean, agree. Yeah, they need a lot more. And that's the problem with trading for Watson is you're going to have to mortgage at least three first-round picks. Um, I had Daniel Jeremiah on, on straight fire uh, two weeks ago. And he said three first-round picks should do it. He also did say uh, Derek Carr ain't worth a first-round pick. And remember, there was chatter for like eight minutes that, oh, Derek Carr could fetch two ones. And he's like, no, 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 no way. No way. Um, so listen, I, Urban Meyer has to be humbled a little bit by this and frustrated being told who you can and can't hire after 
all your coaching career, you do whatever the hell you want? Wake up, Urban Meyer. You're in the big leagues now. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Speaking of dumpster fires, the Houston Texans, unbelievable. J.J. Watt, asked to be released, was released. DJ uh, Deshaun Watson asked to be traded. We're not trading him. We'll talk about that next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Vredestein test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, Game, discover must-see shows and hit movies and get all the best streaming apps in one place like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone in the next few minutes? Look at photos of things other people ate? Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker Fire Insurance, Exchanges are affiliate. Products not available in every state. It's me, Jason McIntyre, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. 
By the way, this is the weekend. Gavin, I missed the halftime show. I was doing a halftime show for Fox Sports Digitally. We did a gambling halftime show. Um, how was the weekend? You didn't miss much. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. There was very little buzz about the halftime show and the commercials this year. No, the commercials were awful. I don't think there was really one that stood out to me. Um I have a friend who was actually working sound at the Super Bowl. So oh. He was in Tampa Bay and said there was a lot of sound issues with the the halftime show as well. Oh. And he was asking me if it came through on the TV, and it did. So, As a sound engineer, I was very – like, I thought conceptually the Super Bowl sh- halftime was great, but there was no reason on God's green earth for the vocals to be at the same level as the crowd noise. Mm. That's mm-hmm. what killed it for me. All right, so the weekend did not deliver um, at the Super Bowl. And I think he's a fantastic act, and I didn't even have some problem. Some people thought his act was weird or the dancers were weird. I didn't have a problem with that. It was just the mixing. um, Yeah, other than Blinding Lights, I don't really know any of his songs. Does he have a lot of good ones? He has a lot of great songs. He had a great, like, debut back in like 2012 2013 2012 he's been around for a decade almost look it up it's called house of balloons it was a terrific like intro and uh he has a song called wicked games that is fabulous the thing is it's a very slower song like the chris isaac song wicked games (sighs) no not at all (laughs) 19 like i think the thing with the weekend is a lot of his songs aren't like blinding lights they're not the up and dancing and crazy happy times ones okay so that's why he was kind of a weird choice in terms of his catalog. So, mm. yeah, I think they'll go to, uh, I don't know, maybe like Ariana Grande next year. Oh, hello. I'm a How fan. About that? Yeah. No, I don't know too much know. about Ariana Try Grande. to predict. Um, let me ask you, Gavin. The ratings were awful, worse than, what, 16 years or something? Uh, what's your read on, um, you know, the Super Bowl TV ratings? Uh, maybe the better question is, how do you, do you think it's fair how they – Find out the ratings and calculate. No, because as a cord cutter, right? <laughs> I, I watch it on YouTube TV. I don't think those get count. Those get counted by Nielsen. I think there are streaming numbers which they can look up. Which the article I read this morning about it, it was the most live streamed NFL mm. game ever, up sixty five percent from last year. So that tells you how wow. much the direction is going. Um, and we've had a discussion in in this production room about. The Generation Z, right? The younger kids, I don't think they're as you know interested in sports as they are maybe when me or you were children, right? So yeah. I think that's a factor as well. But no, the uh, the rating system is completely outdated on how they get those numbers. Yeah, it, it's definitely a a new generation of of sports fans. We uh, after I did that halftime show for Fox, uh, the Talk the Line one, I drove back to where my family was, and we were at a friend's house. Socially distanced, outdoors, watching the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, it was kind of a blowout. And there was not a lot of drama. So the kids were like, hey, we're going to play Madden. Is that cool? And, I, I mean, we had the game on one TV and they were able to play Madden. But, yeah, like, it's a, it was a tough sell. You know, the game, the game sucked. I know that is a factor of, uh, you know, the word of mouth. Like, oh, my God, you got to turn this game on. Well, we didn't have that. The game yeah. in the second half was so bad. None of that. It was a little disappointing. Um, it was kind of hard to do Super Bowl parties this year too. Yeah, given everything going around, and I mean, but when I you know hear, wait, have... hold on, Chris, when you hear Super Bowl parties, you think, okay, that means everybody's watching at home by themselves, so the numbers should go up, right? 
Sure, but if you're not, if you have, let, let's say theoretically you had a Super Bowl party, four people are involved, but that's not to say all four of those people are interested in watching the game. When you're going to a Super Bowl party, sometimes people, they don't care to turn on the game. They just want to be around other people. It's a big, yeah. it's a big uh, chance to just kind of gather with people and see them, Hang especially out. in the middle of February. And I mean, to, to Gavin's point about the generational divide, I, I really do wonder as far as like, Sports aren't really the water cooler topic anymore. It's WandaVision. It, it shows like that. I, I'm just saying shows like that. Wait, that what? Oh, wait. That's is a that Disney the show? Plus. Yes, it's yeah. a Disney Plus show. It's a Marvel. It's a Marvel property. It's part of the okay. Marvel Cinematic. It's a it's a TV show that's streaming on Disney Plus. Yeah. All right. I'll but, have to like, check that out. But I, I thought he was going to say people are talking about the stock market and like Wall Street <laughs> bets no. and stuff like that. I will say I, I've never had as many people texting about the stock market, friends. Than since uh, when this uh, Wall Street bet stuff went. Down. You want to know a ratings? You know, uh, I would love to see the chart for uh, CNBC. I've never watched CNBC more in my life than really? that week of GameStop. It was fascinating. It is. We go through these weird phases. You're right because you watch CNBC. I will say I had never watched more like CNN, Fox News than leading up to the election. The last time I watched CNBC at length was during the crisis, the housing crisis, what was it, 2008 maybe? I, w- I was watching that every single day. And now it's it's like I'm not watching any news channels. It's just kind of movies really, <laughs> movies and uh, streaming. Um, have you watched this WandaVision, Gavin? Is it any yeah, good? I actually have watched. Uh, there's, I think, seven episodes out now. I watched this, the first six this last week. Is it child was- appropriate? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Anything on Disney is. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, and it's really well done. It's a bit confusing in the beginning, but um, look, it has a lot of nod, uh, nods to great sitcoms of the past. So okay, really, well, really good. Maybe stuff. We'll have to check it out. Um, actually, we got a guest coming up here, so after the break, we will um, get to that. Then we'll get to uh, the Houston Texans dumpster fire. We just love to, to go off on tangents on the show. That's the beauty of Saturday morning radio. Like. I don't know if everybody's out taking their kids to sporting events on Saturdays. A lot of people getting coffee, donuts. And, you know, we could do the standard operating procedure radio stuff of, hey, let's break down the uh, the game last night. How about that Clippers win? Like, we just don't do that here. We're just going to bounce around WandaVision. You know, who knows? Uh, all right, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, we dive into the Houston Texans with a writer from Houston. Oh, my gosh. I would say, Houston, we've got a problem, but it's way bigger than that. Uh, back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios called 188-FARMERS, and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. All right, let's bring in Aaron Wilson, Houston Chronicle. He's been covering the dumpster fire that is the Texans for uh, several months now. Aaron, good morning. How are you? Great. Good morning. Uh, I got to say, man, you've been dominant uh, of late uh, on the Houston Texans. And um, let's start right now with J.J. Watt. Um, A lot of people were surprised that the Texans did not even try to trade him the way that the Lions said, hey, we're going to trade Matt Stafford. You want to go to L.A.? We'll trade you to L.A. We'll get something in return. We'll even get Jared Goff, a bridge quarterback, in return. Do you have any idea what the logic is from the Texans here? Were they trying to build up goodwill with their fans? I don't know about goodwill with the fans as much as they wanted to do right by JJ. That's a direct quote. I talked to Cal McNair, the owner of the Texans, yesterday, and yeah, he said he wanted JJ to have plenty of time 
to pick his new team. They wanted to accommodate JJ. They felt like he had given them like literally everything he had in his body. You know, he's been through a lot medically and, you know, he's given them a lot of thrills on the field. So they felt like that was the right thing to do. Uh, they weren't, I guess, being cutthroat about, you know, the middle round pick that they could have gotten back for JJ or picks. And so they just decided that that was, better way they didn't want to have mm. any hard feelings with him they were honoring his request mm. that's what he preferred and so now he's the big free agent on the market and as of well after 4 p.m eastern yesterday when the they terminated his vested veteran contract that was how it officially came across on the personnel wire that allowed him to get to free agency so he's out there now and he's already talking to teams so i think for you know the texans was it the best like football personnel decision? No, there's some things you could have done. I think you could have let him given him permission, let him pick his own team, all those sorts mm-hmm. of things, setting some kind of baseline for what you hope for in draft pick compensation. But they just thought this was a cleaner way to kind of, you know, rip off the bandaid and uh, yeah, it hurt. Um, like, you know, like Cal McNair was talking about, you know, his mom is a, who's the founder, co-founder of the Texans and technically the owner. He's in control of the team, but it's the widow of the late Bob McNair. Yeah. Mm. She's upset. She's sad. I mean, she you know, really loved and loves JJ. So I think it's uh it's an emotional day. It's very bittersweet for the family and for the city, the fans, you know, even though it's, not unexpected. Uh, I literally actually published something the day before saying that we're likely he'll be cut or traded then be back. And that was not groundbreaking at all because we've been saying it for a long time. AJ, just, I mean, if you've been around him during the season, how frustrated and angry he was and how, I mean, he'll, he'll tell you he is not a good loser. He did (laughs) not take it well. And he was, uh, really, really mad a lot of times. And it was tough for him to endure. I know, you know, just discussions with him, he did the best he could, but I mean, they're four and 12. Yeah. And they're having a problem with their quarterback, obviously. And, you know, JJ wanted no parts of a rebuild. And that's what this is. This is a rebuild. So I I think the quote is, show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. Um, So I'm okay with JJ Watt being angry. But Aaron, let me ask you this. You said he asked to be released, and they granted it. Deshaun Watson has asked for a trade. Does the same apply here? Well, Cal McNair says they're different situations and that Deshaun is a Texan, and he's going to be a Texan. So they're very dug in, just as Deshaun is. So they have a standoff where they have a big difference of opinion, and we have no really no encouragement toward a reconciliation uh, because you know, Deshaun's not talking to them, not taking his calls, so it's become kind of redundant. You know, could the Texans, I mean, someone would actually obviously has to back down. The Texans would either have to change their stance, you know, probably heading into the draft. That's what many believe will happen. Just That's only logic suggesting yeah. that. Or Deshaun would have to change his tune and say, you know what, I want to be a part of this. I want to help fix this. And I just can't see him going this far down the road, down the train tracks. And, and then, changing his mind, yeah. You know, changing. No, no, I think he has 
intentionality, a lot of resolve, as does his agent, David Mulligetta. They're very serious about this. This yeah. is not, this has nothing to do with money. This has all to do with respect, and they feel like trust is broken. So how do you go back from that? Because Cal McNair is not selling the team. He's right. not stepping down. I mean, so he's the owner. And I know that there will be many out there that say, well, you know, they gave you generational wealth. You know, you signed this contract back in September. Just honor your contract. Well, that's a little bit contrary to where I think this game is starting to go, which has lots of player empowerment. And, yeah. You know, a little bit like the NBA. So, yeah, I mean, I understand his perspective. I mean, he's literally at the top of his game. He's the NFL passing leader. He had his best season despite the chaos around him, and he's been commendable on and off the field. He's a high-character individual, does a lot for charity in Houston and in Georgia where he's from, and he's a good guy. So it's kind of – it's hard for – and I don't think the Texans at all would say anything you know, great things about Deshaun. Yeah. That said – you are seeing some of the fan base that are frustrated with the situation. So, you know, they are frustrated with him. I mean, there's been even people that have burned their jerseys. You know, oh, jeez. Like the, bur- the jersey yeah, burning like, guys. Oh, those guys are the worst. Yeah, there's those guys. Le- yeah, and then, well, Aaron, let me ask there, you There's this. one guy I think that did it. Like, he posted them and he was like, I'm disgusted with the Texans, so I'm done with everything. So yeah. He burned everything he had. Oh, Let, let me ask you this, Aaron. If – if there's a scenario where someone can stand up to the billionaire owner who's bungled everything, he seems like he's in a trance under this Jack Easterby, uh, the shadowy figure, the chaplain who is now like running the mm. franchise. Do, do, do you feel like anybody's going to stand up to Cal McNair and say like, yo, you got to stop listening to this. This team is going way, way backwards. We're an embarrassment in the league now. Do you think anybody can stand up to him and say that? I don't know. I, I don't really look at it quite that way, but I, I would say, you know, he likes Jack Easterby, and so does his entire family. So it's not like it's just this whole, you know, bunch of people that are, you know, saying in the organization that they're against Easterby. I mean, Easterby is friends with Nick Casario. Easterby, he has every relationship that you could want if you're at the top of the food chain of the organization. So, you know, he's someone that, you know, has built a extremely strong bond with the family and they have a lot of confidence in him. They feel like he's a big part of the reason why they have Nick Casario, who they're proud of hiring and having David Cully, who they like a lot. And obviously they're giving a chance to, he hasn't been a head coach before, but is highly recommended by guys I respect, guys I covered for a long time, for 15 years, like Ozzie Newsom and John Harbaugh. I mean, a lot of this stuff has to play out. You have to see, like, how does it go? Certainly. But, no, I don't, I don't perceive that at all. I mean, he's not going anywhere at all. He's No, he's going to be here, be here for a long time. He's under a six-year contract. I don't I don't see anything changing with uh. Jack Easter. I know this. He's not stepping down. He won't be fired. A lot of people, including Sports Illustrated, uh. they – you know, definitely tried to take him down. And, you know, you also didn't see a lot of negative press toward Bill O'Brien in those articles. Mm-hmm. Wonder oh, why. But, so Bill O'Brien uh, is uh, being fingered yeah. as the source. Interesting. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I, I just, you know, I'll let you say that. But, yeah, I would say this. If you look at everything that's happened here, you know, they've had a lot of turmoil. They've had a lot of 
upheaval. And this goes back to even when there were power struggles with Bill O'Brien and Rick Smith. And then you go to Brian Gain. And then it goes to, you know, Bill being out. So it's just, it's, if any, whatever reason, it's been too much turmoil, too much tumult. And it's been a tough time for the franchise and a tough time for the city. Because one thing that everyone doesn't understand, it's not like they have this greatness. They've had some players want some individual accolades. They have been to the playoffs. They've won a couple of playoff games. They're the only team in the AFC South that's never been to the AFC Championship, never obviously been to a Super Bowl. So it's not like there was some like great legacy of this team with all this winning. Mm. I, you know, I, I look at it a little differently. I look at it kind of big picture and I say, what have they really done? That everyone, you know, yeah, there's some players that achieve great things like J.J. Watt, NFL Defense Player of the Year, three times. Only Lawrence Taylor and Aaron Donald have matched that amount of NFL Defense Player of the Year crowns. But this team's never really done anything. They, You know, they got blown out by the Chiefs. They still that got there, though. They, they still got there, about. Aaron. Like, they, getting to the yeah. playoffs is worth something, you know? What's the point of you're not winning the Super Bowl if you're not getting I know, the Super Bowl? I know, but yeah, I mean, they're not. I mean, I honestly feel like after they got blown out by the Chiefs, that was the time for them to make the change and to say, "Hey, we aren't good enough." And they didn't. They doubled down. They thought they were. They're even further away than they thought. I mean, it, just, it got worse. I, I think that was a uh, kind of a moment where there needed to be a wake up call. Yeah. Because right. look how bad that game was. It was. Uh, Aaron Wilson, Houston Chronicle. Follow him on Twitter at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL. Aaron, good stuff. And uh, you're going to have your hands full for the next couple of months, man. A lot of uh, No rest for the weary, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Aaron, thanks a lot. Have a good one. Uh, that was Aaron Wilson of the Houston Chronicle. Um, it, I thought he was a little harsh about the Texans. Hey, man, <laughs> I'll just say this. My Jets have not been to the playoffs in a decade, okay? A decade. I still remember their last playoff game. You know, I'll talk about it a little bit later in the show, but um, I don't know, guys. Like, making the playoffs should be co- – I mean, look at Buffalo. They're jumping through tables in January because they made the playoffs and, like, won a game or two. Uh, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, are we ready? And do we like the potential of the NFL offseason turning into an NBA one where speculation is rampant, where big moves are happening – I don't know who doesn't love this. We'll talk about that next year on Fox Sports Radio. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone in the next few minutes? Look at photos of things other people ate? Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, or Affiliate. Products not available in every state. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. I see everybody's having fun with the idea of, what if Carson Wentz went to the 49ers? And Deshaun Watson went to the Jets, and Sam Darnold went to the Colts, and they're just like playing musical chairs with quarterbacks. I mean, the reality is, guys, there probably will be one or two moves, maybe three. I don't know. If I had to guess right now, I don't see who's taken Carson Wentz. Remember how imminent that was, Gavin, like a week or two ago? Like, oh, Carson Wentz is on the precipice of being traded. Really? Really, guys? A lot of rumors coming out of Chicago. Like, I... I think what they're trying to do is drive up the price of all these guys because Nagy, of course, an Andy Reid guy. Chris Ballard's coach is uh, Frank Reich, who worked with Carson Wentz. So those are two logical places. If you have any interest in Carson Wentz and you hear those two are sniffing around, the value just went up, right? 
uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, hey, Bill Belichick's going to want him. You're going to have to pony up if you want J- Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, everybody's doing that and using the media to drive up cost of players. And it's working. It worked in the NBA. Now, the NBA, the players um, were smarter, signed shorter deals, and could bounce around quicker. But, I mean, we've, we've been over this on the show. In like a seven-year span, I think like seven of the top ten players in the league changed teams. And the speculation was so rampant in the media that the NBA offseason was better than the actual season. Because all teams would do is dream up ideas. Well, we could get Kyrie Irving. Uh, we could snag Jimmy Butler. And, like, everybody was just pinning their hopes on that. Meanwhile, the team's like a 20-win disaster. But who cares? We might be in the mix for this guy. And, and like, that excitement is going to make the NFL, like, very, very popular this offseason. Toss in, uh, I do a mock draft for Fox Sports. And I just added Mac Jones to the first round. Because the more you talk to people around the league, well, yeah, I mean, there's there's not enough good quarterbacks. And there are more than enough good teams that need a quarterback. I mean, there's no way Belichick's going into next offseason, or next season, sorry, with no quarterback. There's just not. He tried Cam Newton. It, it was a spectacular failure. And it's pretty clear he's going to go after the likes of Jimmy G, Deshaun Watson. And if all that fails, you know, he's got a great relationship with Nick Saban. And maybe he makes a run at Mac Jones. I will be clear. I don't love Mac Jones as like an early round, early first round pick. But the reality is there's a need at quarterback around the league. So I had for the mock draft I did for Fox Sports, I had five quarterbacks in the top 15. Maybe ambitious, but I'm telling you, look around the NFL. There's like seven or eight teams that need a quarterback. What do you think about the argument that Mac Jones just had a lot of talent around? Oh, him? definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing you look at him, lack of mobility. There's not a lot of great examples outside of Brady, you know, Rivers, yeah. Manning, those guys. But that's a high bar if you're going to say he's going to be like that. Yeah, I mean, I think I counted Mac Jones had 16 starts in college. And this year, the entire SEC was down and his team was loaded. I mean, he's going to have two first-round picks at wide receiver. I think they had five All-Americans, which was more than like the entire Big 12 and Big 10 combined or some insane stat. Or maybe it was a Pac-12. Um, He's going to have two first-round wide receivers he threw to. Yeah, That's I mean, insane in Tua, the same year. I mean, let's be real. Tua did not look like half the quarterback of Herbert or Burrow. He went from a stacked Alabama team to, you know, Preston Williams and whoever else Miami had. Devontae Parker. Yeah, like, I mean, Tua did not look great uh, coming up next year. On Fox Sports Radio, we plow into hour number two with the Lakers primed to repeat as champions. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Like, I don't know who's beating the Lakers. Are the Clippers taking down the Lakers? The Clippers, who, by the way, aren't even playing Luke Kennard any good minutes. Lou Williams is on the trade block. It ain't the Nuggets. They're barely in the playoffs. Mavericks are starting to make a run into the top 10, but the NBA is about to get exciting. We got college basketball around the corner. There's just so much fun happening. Keep it here. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. 
all-weather tires, dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hour number two here on Fox Sports Radio. It's your boy, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-88-FARMERS to switch, and you could save an average. Of 470 bucks on auto insurance. That's a whole lot of money for a quick phone call, don't you think? Average nationwide annual savings survey data, July to December 2020. We are farmers. Do you guys prefer data or data? Take that for data. Yes, that's what I was saying. Data. Gotta go data. Um, you know, we're going to get to the Lakers here in a second. I just needed to open this hour by giving a huge thank you to the Houston Texans. Just I just I owe them a lot because they are now the biggest dumpster fire in the NFL and it was supposed to be the New York Jets. That's where we were headed. Remember, last year and forever, it was the Cleveland Browns, right? They had the longest playoff drought. They were on their third coach in 3 years. And if you want to count Greg Williams as, uh, you know, uh, in, interim coach for half the season, four coaches in three years. 
And then the Browns erased that with the playoff trip last year and a win. And now the torch was going to be passed to my Jets, who had the longest playoff drought, 10 years. I can still remember their last playoff loss. And I was at a buddy's house in Pennsylvania when we were living out there. And it's the AFC Championship game. The Jets were down like 24 to 3 at halftime or something. And they storm back. Mark Sanchez, a bomb to Santonio Holmes. Uh, there was a nice special teams play. Um, and the Steelers have the ball with like three minutes left. All the Jets have to do is force a punt. And I was convinced they were going to get the touchdown. And I, I, one of those moments as a sports fan where you're on the couch and you drop to the floor and you're pounding the floor. Come on, Jets! Get the stop! Get the rough! You know, like you're really in that fan moment. And then, of course, Big Ben converted like three straight third downs. And that was that. And the Jets have not been back to the playoffs since. They, of course, have their own disaster situation with Adam Gaze. Um, I mean, Sam Darnold was supposed to be the savior. I mean, we've seen him for three years. Pretty clear he's not the savior in New York. He could be elsewhere. And so the Jets were supposed to be the number one dumpster fire in the league. And then along came the Houston Texans. You did leave out a major factor of why the Jets might still hold that belt. Uh, they accidentally beat the Rams. Yes, oh, I forgot. <laughs> and lost out on Trevor Lawrence. Yes, yes, yes. The, somehow, <laughs> the Jets' two wins came against playoff teams. That now were not only playoff teams, but two teams that won games in the playoffs. They beat the Rams and Browns. And, of course, yes, it did cost them Trevor Lawrence. I forgot. That's a great remember. <laughs> I actually have that in my notes, but I somehow skipped over that. Um, was it hard to watch his pro day yesterday? I want to let you get I did. back Of course I'm not watching yeah. <laughs> his pro day. Come on, man. I don't understand. Uh, you texted me that there were 17 teams there. Yeah, why were like, they all there? I'm like, that can't be true. That, there's no way that's <laughs> there true. There were. The Chargers were there. Why were the Chargers there? I mean, the only thing I could think is that the scouts and the teams are just, people are desperate to get away from their families. There's a wide receiver there, Powell. Oh, I want to call him Colin Powell. I don't, He's I don't like remember a mid-round pick, okay, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just... I, I can't imagine that this was to actually scout more of just like, hey, man, I got to get the hell out of the house. I got to go pretend like I'm doing something with my job. And like maybe they were able to pick up other scouting assignments the day after, day before, or something like that. I don't know. Um, but very strange that, yes, the, the 17 teams were watching Trevor Lawrence yesterday. So at any rate, my Jets were slated to be the biggest dumpster fire, and then the Texans swoop in. And it's been one train wreck after another. Uh, we have some audio from uh, the Texans this week. Um, you know, obviously, we brought on Aaron Wilson earlier in the show, and uh, the owner of the Texans speaks, and you're like, wow, is that guy in a trance? You know, does somebody have, like, a mind control thing? What's that movie with Denzel Washington um, where he was, like, a former soldier, and they were— Oh, the Manchurian Candidate. Manchurian Candidate. Yeah, yeah, great story. Um that's what the owner looks like. I mean, I know it's I know billionaires, it's difficult to get through to them because they know everything. They're billionaires. They have a lot of money. You can't tell them anything they don't know. And it's got to be tough for anybody to get the ear of Cal McNair and snap him out of this. Like maybe a slap in the face. Hey, Cal, wake up, dude. Um, and then this Jack Easterby fellow who's just getting destroyed in the media. I know nothing about it. I never heard his name before the last, like, what, year and a half? And now he's everywhere because he has the ear of the billionaire, and he, he's telling him what to do. Here's what our guest last hour, Aaron Wilson, said about Jack Easterby having mind control over the owner of the Texans. No, I don't, I don't foresee that at all. I mean, he's not going anywhere at all. He's 
no, he's going to be here, be here for a long time. He's under a six-year contract. I don't, I don't see anything changing with yeah. Jack Easter. I know this. He's not stepping down. He won't be fired. A lot of people, including Sports Illustrated, they you know definitely tried to take him down. And you know, you also didn't see a lot of negative press toward Bill O'Brien in those articles. If you look at everything that's happened here, they've had a lot of turmoil. They've had a lot of upheaval. It's been too much turmoil, too much tumult, and it's been a tough time for the franchise and a tough time for the city. Yeah, it's it's been a rough go for Houston. They lost James Harden. They're about to lose Deshaun Watson. Um, who let if we remove Deshaun Watson and James Harden, who who's the number one athlete in Houston right now? Who's like the most popular, the face of the sports in the city? Um, Christian Wood. I'll get the hell out of here. <laughs> I mean, John Wall's been there for like four minutes, so it can't be him. Uh, is there someone from the Houston Dynamo? I don't know. But uh, by the way, speaking of Houston Dynamo. There is a, a report that J.J. Watt's, well, I guess it's not a report. J.J. Watt's wife plays for the Chicago Fire, so don't count out the Bears as a potential landing spot for J.J. Watt. Uh, you could read into that what you will. I think the Steelers are probably the favorites if he wants to play with his brother or the Packers, where Watt is from, Wisconsin, of course. Um, you know, he's going to have suitors, but I don't, like, J.J. Watt was the face of the franchise. He basically was like, I got to get the hell out of here. And they were like, okay, you can go. And now the, who they have? They have nobody. I, I I really don't know what's going on. Like, maybe it's the 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 small baseball player, the out- Jose cheater. Jose Altuve, that's, yeah. But do they even like him, Gavin? I mean, I th- They do in Houston. I think they have a us against the world mentality. I, I He's got yeah. a whiff of fraudulence. Uh, Justin Verlander is very popular over there. Justin Verlander, of course. That, that that's a. I mean, he was instrumental in one of their um, World Series wins, was it? Was he not? I, yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. Back in 2017. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I. Alex just, Bregman. Alex Bre- Really, Alex yeah. Bregman. Well, they they like him over there. I mean, it's it's hard to understand. Y- you but, know, uh, pre-pandemic, we would get Iowa Sam started to go to some breakfast spot. And I noticed he was getting good stuff, and I was like, "Dude, you got to get me one of those." So he would get me—I forget what—like some kind of sandwich, and it was so good. And oh, is that what it was? A Whole Foods burrito? Oh my! God. It was—I don't do burritos. I'm not into beans. It was a um, biscuit sandwich. It was a biscuit sandwich. Okay. Yeah. And Iowa Sam was like, "That was awesome." If Alex Bregman were serving you those breakfast sandwiches, would you know who he was? I would not. If he was wearing a mask? No. If he was not wearing a mask, he had would- a camera on his shirt. He's kind of a baby-faced guy. I would recognize him. I don't think most people would. I would and, not. But, but to be fair, they wouldn't recognize Mike Trout. And this goes into a baseball. No, he's been in a lot of commercials, hasn't he? He's No. It's hard to describe, but I think most, a lot of people wouldn't recognize a lot of baseball stars because they don't market their players. Mm, yeah, that's, that's it's on Rob Manfred. It's not on Mike Trout. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mike Trout also, I, I still remember. It's funny. I know he's a great baseball player. He doesn't have a postseason moment yet. I still think of him taking that golf swing. Have you seen that video that went viral? Oh yeah, back in uh, he was at like yeah. Top Golf in Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. And he just steps up and first swing is like, <laughs> oh my gosh, look like a four hundred yard drive. I will say selfishly as an Angels and Charger fan, I-, I look at Justin Herbert and go, man, I really hope they don't waste his career like they did Mike Trout. My my Angels did Mike Trout because I. 
I've been. No, at, no, no. No, it's, Chargers it's tough. Are in good shape. But it's tough to feel like you have phenoms on your team and they'll never actually see postseason success. We'll see. It's early. It's yeah, early. I, I wrote a piece about 2022 Super Bowl favorites. Chargers are right there at the top, dude. I, I like them a lot. I've never heard that before, Jason. I know you heard it all the time, but uh, I, I, I'm very bullish on the Chargers next year. Um, so, uh, listen, a lot of fun football stuff. We will get to Iowa State. I know everybody, our resident Big 12 expert, we, we need to hear what he has to say on Chris Doyle, the disgraced Iowa strength and conditioning coach who was hired by Urban Meyer and one day later stepped down. Um, it, 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 I, I'm a little nervous for Urban Meyer. I don't want Trevor Lawrence to have a crappy experience where he funnels through a million coaches. Um, I, I like Trevor Lawrence a lot, man. I'm going to have to become something of a Jags fan just because of Trevor Lawrence. Um, but anyways, let's quickly pivot to the NBA and go to the Lakers. I don't know if you guys saw this last night. Lakers fell behind 20-2, to two, and then they ended up destroying the Grizzlies. They, I, I saw this incredible stat. Someone texted me. Uh, the Lakers, in their last five games, okay, they are negative 41 in the past five first quarters. Negative 41. They've won all five. That's why I compared them to the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs don't really fall behind as much as they just don't care and they don't cover. But there is an apathetic, I hope that applies, apathetic feel to the Lakers. And last year, no lie, guys, I was locked into every Laker game. I got to watch it. LeBron, Anthony Davis. This year, it's not appointment viewing. It's like, oh, the Lakers are on. Um, because we know they're going to be fine. They're going to get to the playoffs. And um, I'm going to expand on this whole uh, should LeBron be the MVP thing later in the show. It somehow has become like a, a, a hot take and you're a LeBron James ball washer if you say he's going to win the MVP. He's 36. All he has to do is stay healthy. Like, I don't know. How many more NBA MVPs can we have where the guy gets to the playoffs and then poops his pants? And then just, you know, vomits all over himself. Seriously. That's what we're doing. I mean, I don't, nobody's voting Giannis MVP. Just stop. It's not happening. It's not. James Harden. I don't even know if James Harden's an all-star, Gavin. Has he played enough in Houston to be an all-star in the East? Like, Zach Levine, who I would love to do a whole entire segment on. I am captain of the Zach Levine fan club. And, and I said on my podcast this week, I had BJ Armstrong on. And I don't know if you guys heard it, but we got into it a little bit. We like to, uh, you know, friendly sparring. And I said, dude, Zach Levine's not even an all-star lock. And he's averaging like 28, 5, and 5, shooting a ridiculous percentage from everywhere on the court, is a supreme athlete. And he might not even be an all-star. If Zach Levine played what Bob Cousy and those guys did in the 50s, Gavin, Zach Levine's averaging 45, 50 points a game. Now, I know people hate that. They're like, well, Jason, you can't do that because Bob Cousy would have, uh, uh, you know, uh, he would have, uh, you know, entry to all the great stuff and he would have access to all the leaping stuff that Zach Levine does. Like, no, that, that's not how it works. You take the athlete from the era and can they dominate in the current era? And Zach Levine right now would be the, one of the best players in the 50s and 60s. And in the 70s, he would be an all-NBA guy. And in the 80s, he would be an all-NBA guy. And now, like, look at the 1989. I think I had to pull this up because some people were yelling at me on social media. Look at the 1989, Gavin, all-NBA third team. The guards are Mark Price and Dale Ellis. 
And I, as a guy who was a fan of the basketball in the 80s, I remember both of them. Dale Ellis was a really good shooter. Mark Price was a good floor general, passer, and a, a good shooter. Zach Levine is a better player than both of them by a mile. A mile. And Zach Levine can barely get to the All-Star game. That's how loaded the league is right now. That, I mean, the league is so stacked right now that Luka Doncic was the MVP favorite. Gavin, don't tell me you got a ticket on Luka. For no, I, I did that That was last, last year, year right? Yeah. You were early on it. Everybody thought Luka was the favorite this year. I mean, he's not even in the top, like, seven. They're barely, I don't even think they're 500 yet. The league is loaded. And LeBron is the MVP of this loaded league. I, it, it can't be Kevin Durant. He's missing too many games. Maybe Joel Embiid has a great case. Uh, Jokic has a very good case. Um, just let's remember, LeBron's 36. It's never been done before at 36. Michael Jordan had quit for the second time by 36. Okay? Give the man his due. LeBron's doing some stuff, folks. I mean, Dylan Brooks of the Memphis Grizzlies continues to talk trash to him. Did you see it last night? I did not Dylan see Dylan Brooks no. is talking all this trash again. And like fourth quarter, LeBron hits one of these patented one-leg fadeaways, Dirk Nowitzki style. And he just is like backpedaling. And of course, Memphis calls timeout. LeBron turns to look at the Memphis bench and is like, you know, just smiling and laughing. And like, I can't believe this guy's talking trash to me. I'm eating him up at 36. Um, Lakers are the favorites, guys. I know you hate it. I get it. But it's reality. They're the best. LeBron is the GOAT coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. I, I, I got to talk about Russell Wilson. Um, this is one, uh, this feels like a massive non-troversy. You like that? Non-troversy. But it keeps getting talked about. Why? Russell Wilson ain't going anywhere. We'll talk about that next year on Fox Sports Radio. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Michelin test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 
Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. It's better than using your phone to see if your post got any likes again. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Trucker Fire Insurance Exchanges are affiliate. Products not available in every state. Shake your tail feather? I can I can ride with that. Um, how about this? Uh, my daughter tells me about this song by someone named B-E-N-E-E. You know who that is? Benet? No. Oh, no, wait. It, the song is called Benet. No, the song is called Supa Lonely. Super Lonely. I go to New Orleans and I enjoy a fresh Benet. Right, right, okay. Stella and Steve, I guess, is the name of the album. And so I download it and she goes, no, Dad, that's the, that's the one with bad words. So I go to play it in the car last night on the way home from dinner. And there's like a, uh, you know, a, a, a bad word that rhymes with suck in the first, like, 15 seconds. And I'm like, ah! Your wife yells at me like, I don't, my kids know what songs have bad words. Um, We watched a Britney Spears documentary. Oh, how is that? Okay, well, here's the most fascinating thing. Uh, Free Britney, by the way. Man, that's a tough one. Uh, She, (laughs) that we were looking at what was controversial back then and like her, her romance with Justin Timberlake and she was accused of cheating and that was a major scandal. And, but I was just, laughing about what was controversial back in the late 90s, early 2000s to today with Cardi B and Megan the Stallion and the lyrics in their music compared to Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera and all. It's just, it's hilarious. Wait, so was it was it Britney's music or like the outfits and the vibe she gave? Yeah, the, the vibe, the schoolgirl. And by the way, that's a lot on the label and the, the industry back then to do mm. that to a 16, 18-year-old well, girl. Oh, I didn't know. I think she was 18 when the video came out, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's completely. Uh, Jason, I'm not privy to all this. Is, is Justin Timberlake canceled now? Is that is he like a big jerk? I have now? no idea. I mean, I think that he, there's like some some talk. What did in he that. do? Well, Gavin, you watched it, wasn't there? Would he? First of all, what channel is this thing? Uh, we watched it on Hulu. I don't know if you have access yeah, to Hulu. I don't think we have a Hulu. Um, I would I would search around though because I can't remember if it was originally on like entertainment or or, or what. Um, might have been. Oh, you know what? What was that? Uh, you know what? It was a New York Times, your favorite uh, magazine, the failing New York Times. Oh, um, no, but it's on Hulu. It's a Hulu exclusive. But anyway, it's fascinating and it's really messed up how back in the day it was, you know, it was pretty obvious that they were blaming everything on Britney, even though it really should have been blamed on Justin. So. So wait, what did I don't even know what Justin Timberlake did? It had to do with the cheating scandal and and 
So who he she cheated on him? Uh, yeah. Look, I don't want to go too into it because uh, I, I don't have all the facts straight on this, but she did. Yeah, I think she she was with another guy, but I don't know. Um, and Jason, there's a current thing too, and Gavin, maybe you can add in on this that isn't her like she's trying to fight her father over like control that's of her finances. The interesting thing, yeah. and this segment has completely been derailed. But yeah, the conservatorship true. that when. Britney was going through her mental escapades back in the when she day. She shaved her head. Yes. Oh man. Which again, as you watch a documentary that is very sympathetic to Britney. It is Oh, it is. It okay. Is, it is very much showing that maybe it was more of the paparazzi's fault and she wasn't actually in a mm. you know. Um but at that point she was put in a conservatorship where her dad can control her finances and control all that and she still is in that. And mm. she still, even after going to Vegas, right, and she did a residency there, and, and she seemed to have her life back in order, she still can't control. And so the Free Britney movement is a little bit of a conspiracy theory that seems to be a little bit, you know, real there, there that, that she doesn't have, uh, that she is basically being held against her will in certain areas of, like, but she's, you know. She, I just looked this up. She's 39 and... Like her dad controls all her finances. Yeah, I think the yeah. overarching tone is that she's been in a, a grown adult woman for a long time. Yet there are like these patriarchs in her life who continue to continue to sort of uh, tug at the strings, like you know, puppeteer her life, and yeah. it's not fair. Like she's Maybe I need her own person. Stuff. She's her own individual it, adult woman. It's. Uh, I'm being told it's on YouTube and it's also on FX on Hulu. Okay, so, so it, you know, it's weird. The last time I waded into a docu weighed into a documentary that I hadn't really seen much of was the Tiger Woods one. And I, I I had a buddy who listens to all my podcasts, and this one is imported into the Straight Fire feed. And he was like, boy, that Tiger Woods discussion got heated. I don't know if you were here that day, Sam. It was with, uh, not with Isaac, but... Um, okay, so uh, my source uh, is telling me that she did not cheat, but he alleg- allegedly just cheated. admit it. Your girl, your <laughs> wife is listening to the She's show. She's a massive Britney fan. So, but I was enthralled by the documentary as well. Yeah. But I wanted to get my facts straight. We don't want to be reporting fake. Yeah, news we're here. not reporting. We're just, um, just we're just a couple guys slept shopping with, up. He slept with Jenna Duwan during their relationship. Um, but Britney that. was getting backlash for why it ended. So it was. You know, when you watch the documentary, uh, this is a great plug. We need to get a Hulu sponsorship. Oh, <laughs> Jenna Dewan. Yeah, hello. Yeah. Uh, she was married to that guy, uh, Channing Tatum. That's right. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, she, Jenna Dewan is very cute. So here's a funny story. I was working at Us Weekly when Britney had the meltdown. And I still remember, like, sitting there one day, and then the New York Post, because this was before, like, the internet was everything, right? You know, this was before social media. Um. You know, Britney Spears like shaves her head and is like battling people. It was it was terrifying. Like, what is going on with Britney Spears? All right, we do have a, a guest coming up, and clearly, um, we did not talk about Russell Wilson. We talked about Britney Spears, but that's fine. Leave Britney okay. alone. <laughs> um, okay, so it's me, Jason McIntyre, live. From the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, call 1-88-FARMERS to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Coming up next, a Lakers reporter. We haven't talked to him this season, but uh, very excited to hear what Mike Trudell has to say, mostly about Talon Horton Tucker, but also LeBron James. That's next. But first, here's Isaac Lohenkron with What's Trending in Sports. Thank you very much, Jason. What's Trending in the National Football League. And news emerging late Friday night 
that Jacksonville Jaguars director of sports performance Chris Doyle resigned just one day after he had been hired. Now, Doyle previously was the strength coach at Iowa, but his tenure there ended after he was accused of making racist remarks and bullying players. New Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer and general manager Trent Baalke saying in a joint statement, quote, in retrospect, we should have given greater consideration to how his appointment may have affected all involved, unquote. Speaking of the Lakers, in the NBA Friday night, they overcame a 20-point deficit to beat the Memphis Grizzlies 115-105 to to improve to 21-6 and on a seven-game winning streak. Anthony Davis scored 35, LeBron James 28 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists. The Utah Jazz now 21-6 and on a six-game winning streak. They've won 17 of 18 after defeating the Milwaukee Bucks 129-115. to Rudy Gobert 27 points, 12 rebounds. Joe Ingles tying a career high with 27. Giannis Antetokounmpo 27 points in the second half in a losing cause for Milwaukee. The Mavericks got a career-high 46 from Luka Doncic in a 143-130 victory over the New Orleans Pelicans, who got a career-high 36 from Zion Williamson. And Denver overcame a 19-point first-half deficit to defeat Oklahoma City 97-95. Nikola Jokic, 22 points, 13 rebounds, and 9 assists. And with that, Jason, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me. Jason McIntyre coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios called 1-88-FARMERS, and you can save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. All right, let's welcome in the man, the myth, the legend. He covers the Lakers for spec for Sportsnet LA, Mike Trudell. Mike, how are you, man? Jason, what's going on, man? How are you? Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. Um, you know, we'd love to bring you in and, and chop up the Lakers. Another strange game last night. Uh... You know, they fall behind 20-2, to two, and next thing you know, oh, they're leading at the end of the third quarter. Um, I do want to talk. I want to open, before we get to LeBron being the MVP and Talon Horton Tucker, who everybody loves. Remember the perception was the Lakers became an offensive team this year when they lost some very good defenders from what was a defensive team last year. Mike, they're still number one in the league in defensive efficiency. Uh, do we need to give Frank Vogel some props here? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Frank Vogel, I, I found, didn't get enough props for what he was able to do last year uh, in putting together the team. And this is a different team personnel-wise in terms of you lose the rim protection, the straight rim protection of Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee, but you gain in a lot of other ways. Like They are a lockdown perimeter defensive team now. Um, they also foul a lot less. They give up fewer good looks from three. So they are giving up more in the paint, Jason, but overall the mix has worked really well. And that I do think it's a credit to Vogel. And look, they, they really also just have excellent personnel on that end. Uh, the guy that I would say uh, to me has made the biggest defensive difference um, has been Dennis Schroeder. Now, you, you might think first, okay, Marcus Saul, former defensive player of the year. And he has been good defensively, but Schroeder is just getting into people 94 feet. Um, he can switch on to big somehow, uh, despite <laughs> being about 6'1". Uh, he is all over the place. He's feisty. He competes on every play, so um, he's been a big addition on that end. And when you put him on the floor with like an Alex Caruso or a KCP, who are also pretty tenacious on that end, uh, they really start things uh, nicely. And look, it doesn't hurt to have AD flying in from the weak side. And LeBron, like LeBron's been better on defense than people realize also. So yeah, man, it, it is their, their DNA is still on the defensive end, and then they can sort of score when they uh, are in the mood. You know, they, they don't have trouble scoring. Um, it's just 
you know, they, they like to they like to make things interesting sometimes on that end, Jason. Yeah, make things interesting. Uh, Mike, we're talking about the last five games. I saw the stat they're minus forty one in the first quarter. And they're five and zero in those games. Um yeah. what do you what do you think's going on? Is this just like a post football, like a maybe a quarter of the mile marker malaise here, perhaps? Uh and they know they're better than everyone and they are the defending champs and uh they're tinkering with some new rotations and um what do you attribute these slow starts to? Well, I mean, so look, you, you obviously know sports, right? You know that there's this, uh, as you just, as you just um, hinted at there, like there is a human nature element to part of this. But to me, the biggest thing, uh, and this goes more at, at, in home arenas than in road arenas specifically for the Lakers, is just ha- not having fans there. Like when you're, when you're in your home arena and a te- another team comes in, in this case, the Lakers just played three straight teams that were playing almost all young guys that are hungry, uh, and just sort of excited to be out on the floor against LeBron and the defending champs. And these teams are flying around. You know, like OKC and Memphis and Detroit. Um, these guys are all just just playing at a really high effort level. And I think the Lakers looked out there, and typically you can look up into the stands, right, and get a little bit of that juice uh, in the arena. And it's just dead in there. Like, I'm at these home games, and of course it is, right, without the, without the typical, um, not just the courtside fans for the Lakers, but the 300-level Laker fans who do such a great job of screaming their heads off up there. And that's just, it just is a letdown. And we, we understand all of this. Like it's all within the context of the pandemic. Um, I'm just happy they're able to play games to start, but there's, you can't tell me that the, that that doesn't have an effect on the psyche uh, of the players. That isn't quite the same when you're on the road and, you know, you kind of have that mentality going in that you gotta, um, you gotta play better from the start. So it's really about the fans, Jason. That to me has been the biggest thing. That's a great point. We're talking with Mike Trudell, Sportsnet LA. All right, Mike. Let me ask you about the fans. I, I know a Lakers season ticket holder who seems optimistic that fans at some point here later in the season are going to be let into the uh, arena. Or do you foresee a playoffs where we're going to have, I don't know, 3,000, 5,000, 10,000 fans in NBA games? Yeah, I'm gonna, so I'm going to give you a real boring non-answer on this one. I have no clue. I, I really don't. I mean, I, I do know, like, what we just signed in New York. You know, maybe that is something that could be used as a template, but that just seems like it's at a high sort of government um, Gavin Newsom level, right, of, of figuring out what they're going to do, not just here, but up in the Bay Area for, you know, for the Warriors or for the Kings. Like, that is a, that's a high-level decision. I, I think we can all hope that that will happen if numbers continue to go down, if the vaccine continues to be out uh, in, in big numbers, if people continue to wear masks and be safe. So that, to me, is kind of a larger California um, at, you know, writ large society question, Jason. But I certainly hope so, man. Like, I really miss having the fans like everybody else. Wow, writ large. That may be the first uh, reference to that uh, phrase here on the show. Well done, Mike. Um, Yeah, I think I saw a Steve Nash quote where he said something to the effect of, you know, uh, Golden State is adding more fans for tonight's big uh, Kevin Durant returns home. I think 3,000 fans is the number I saw. Is that accurate? I, you know, I, I think I saw that as well. Uh, you would have to fact check yourself uh, there, Jason, because um, you, <laughs> that was your number. But yeah, if, if it's if, if it's starting to happen, like yeah. I get it. A lot of this just has to do with the you know hospital beds and the number of cases and all that. So it's it's down to it's pretty yeah. scientific on that level. So uh, it, it does seem like things are going in the right way. But you just don't want to jinx it, and you want to you want to kind of hope that it continues to because it's been a hey, look. It's it's been a lot to endure um, for for everybody, and certainly especially. Uh, those that have lost somebody. So just hoping that that, hoping that it continues to go the right way. All right, everybody's favorite player, Talon Horton Tucker, starting to get more minutes. Still feels uneven. Um, I don't know, Mike, where are you on Horton Tucker? And 
you know, where do you think he fits in this rotation? Because I don't know, come playoffs, I do wonder, you know, a lot of coaches shorten it. Is Horton Tucker going to get minutes in the postseason? Well, this, what you just touched on is the luxury of being the Lakers right now and that he, you know, is basically the 11th guy. Uh, now, maybe he's moved up to 10th or 9th. Uh, you know, Marquise Morris was the one that was out of the rotation completely last night. Yeah. Um, THT, THT did only get six minutes. But in previous games, uh, whether it's been against good teams or bad teams, um, he's been great. So I don't worry about him at all um, as, as in terms of, like, getting minutes in certain games. But the, what the Lakers can do and what Frank Vogel can do um, is if he doesn't seem to have it on a certain night for whatever reason – Okay, no problem. You just extend the minutes for shooter. You you play Wesley Matthews, who's been good um, the last week or so more. Like they have so many options, but I do think like you have to remember he's twenty and just turned twenty. Yeah. The next youngest player on the Lakers is twenty five, and that's Caruso. Um, so he is the baby of the team. But they they really love the way that he plays on both ends, and he's kind of like a sponge right now. He doesn't talk a lot in practice. He just basically listens, uh, especially when LeBron. Uh, is speaking and he's and he's just you can see it all starting to come together already for him and it's it's a the fact that the Lakers were able to get him at number 46 and you know Jesse Buss is the, he's the assistant GM and director of scouting and then Rob Palenka like they've managed to find some real gems there the last couple of years uh, by the way Jordan Clarkson who's ripping it up for Utah right now 46 pick uh, several years ago mm. so they're like they've been they've been finding guys in that range um, I could go on but I won't you know I won't because you could ask me about something else yes. Yes. but yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> they uh they really like what he's doing man yeah, so last I, I year Caruso day. this year THT all right now it's time to get to the main attraction LeBron James playing out of his mind at 36 uh I was trying to make a case that he's not putting up these heavy minutes just for the MVP in that he they want to win and get that number one seed again um I don't think you want the two seed and have to potentially face the Clippers in the second round. Um, could be wrong. But where are you on this whole LeBron MVP discussion? Um, first of all, do you have a vote for the MVP? And second of all, uh, who'd you vote for last year? So I, I used to have votes way back in the day, but the NBA changed policies to take votes away from anybody um, that is a team broadcaster uh-huh. or employee. So I no longer can vote. Um, I, so, you know, all I can do is try to, influence my friends uh, in the media and such and, and, you know, put my stuff out on Twitter if that counts. Which okay. it doesn't. I mean, my, so here's the way I would describe it. First of all, I don't think the LeBron or the Lakers are thinking at all about who their opponent is going to be uh, in the playoffs. I don't know how much they're focused on uh, even like the number one seed. What I see LeBron is there's almost a legacy building element to it. Like it's just, it's so, I find myself just appreciating being there watching this and being like, you got, we got, we realize what's happening, right? Like this guy, this guy's in his 18th year and he's just popping off for a hammer dunk in the fourth quarter of a game. They're up double digits because of him. Uh, It's just, it's so unprecedented. And I know that we just saw Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I think you put that in the same class, Um, but Tom seems to be, you know, he's doing that with, with like, I don't know, 70% mental and 30% physical. LeBron still seems to be like 50, 50, I mean, maybe maybe sixty forty. I don't know. Like the the range seems to be going up, but it's just it's like he still has so much bounce uh, for somebody at this stage, and the mental part of it is just the whole is is just like is insane. So I'm I've just been appreciating it and enjoying it. I thought he sh- I thought he was the MVP last year. Yeah. Uh, and so here's here's the the two the the thirty second explanation for why Giannis had a better net rating and better advanced stats. Uh, okay, great, I understand, but here's the reason why. Is because the Bucks just beat 
really bad East yes. teams by 30 a bunch. It, they beat the Knicks. They beat Charlotte. They beat Chicago. You can go back and check the game logs from last year. And that's where that net rating came from. Because give Giannis credit. He was great. He pushes really hard every game. And so that's what would happen, right? They would, make these, they would get these big leads and be like, oh, wow, Milwaukee has a plus 10 net rating as a team. And, oh, Giannis' advanced numbers are better. Well, so the Lakers had a plus seven, uh, and, and LeBron's numbers weren't too far behind, but that seemed to be what people gave the tiebreaker as opposed to the tiebreaker being who is the better player um, and whose team is better. And the Lakers were about a game and a half back in Milwaukee while playing against the Western Conference. So I, I thought that he should have won last year. Um, so I think there's some of that baked into this year. Some of it is the playoff performance. And then some of it is the fact that he's just been great this year as well. Yeah. So um, I, I would have him as the favorite right now for all those reasons. You give some, some flowers to Joel Embiid. Um, a couple to Jokic, especially Denver can get some more wins. But yeah, I mean, he's he's the MVP clearly right now. A hundred percent agree. Mike Trudell, Lakers reporter. Follow him at Lakers reporter on Twitter. Mike, enjoy uh, enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, man. Always a pleasure. All right, Mike Trudell, always informed. And uh, what was the phrase he used that I loved? Uh, that was a good one. I already forgot it, but it was impressive. Um, anyways, all right. So uh, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, you know, last week there was talk about a trade for Carson Wentz. I went through and found the teams that may want him. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Pirelli test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. It ain't that robust as you think. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone in the next few minutes? Look at photos of things other people ate? Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck, or Fire Insurance. Exchanges are affiliate. Products not available in every state. The hell is this? Oh. Ed Sheeran. I could dig that. Yeah, but this is it's a little slow for my liking. Um, it's me, <laughs> Jason McIntyre, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Yeah, Ed Sheeran's got a good little voice there. He's a talented guy. Um, I'm not a guy. I'm not a big Khalid fan. He's a Miami guy, right? DJ Khaled. No, no, no. There's uh, DJ Khaled and then there's oh. Khalid. Or Cal- or They're Cal- two different Khalid. people. Yeah, yeah. He's a I, singer. I DJ must, Khaled's like People a, who listen to my music takes must be like, this guy knows me. <laughs> DJ Khaled's in every commercial. He's in every aspect of our life at all times. Oh, wonderful. He's on. He's always in commercials and stuff, right? That's what I need. More, more, more of that. More Khaled. Um, back here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm trying to look through my notes, see what else we haven't touched on. We're going to do Russell Wilson here shortly. Um, this Carson Wentz stuff is, just feels like total garbage. Does it not? Who wants a broken quarterback with a bad contract and a rich injury history? Like, I don't see what the market is for him. I mean, does Belichick take a swing at Carson Wentz on a buy low? Why would you fire Doug Peterson if you brought in a quarterback guy, Nick Sirianni, to work with Carson Wentz? Or do you say, you know what? Let's work with Jalen Hurts and build around a quarterback a second-round quarterback who's super cheap, and we can fortify other areas. Eagles are a bit of a mess. But you could say that about half the league right now. Um, I guess I didn't give Tom Brady enough credit for the Super Bowl. Um, He had the greatest first half, I think, in Super Bowl history, 16 or 20, and three TDs. That was the first time a quarterback had completed 80% of his passes and three touchdowns in a half. And, you know... The problem with Brady is you just run out of accolades for the guy. Like, what else can you say? He's the GOAT. We know he's not the best athlete in sports. Is he the best player in team sports history? Of course. He's done this for two decades. Who can match that? Messi and Ronaldo are not playing for two decades, that's for sure. Jordan quit twice, and he was done at, I mean, unless you want to count the Wizards years when he came back. Is there an argument against him being the greatest leader of all time in sports? How do you quantify a leader? Well, look at MJ, right? We watched The Last Dance. There were definitely aspects of him not being a great leader. There were the Pippin stuff. There was, you know, there was definitely— Scott Burrell stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say he, he led by striking fear into teammates. Right? 
I'm going to I'm going to embarrass you, get your act together, um, calling out teammates. Right. There is that you can lead by fear. I don't think that's a great strategy. I mean, I think Kobe had some of that as well. Didn't want to be friends with his teammates. But there's something about Brady. You know, Rob Parker likes to knock him for 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 miss for losing Super Bowls. He's gotten to 10. Rob, uh, I like Rob Parker. He. I'm embarrassed for his Tom Brady take. We're, we're friends. We text. You know, I he's interesting. Um, he's a veteran, but the, the stuff that like he's Robert Ori. You know, like uh, that's just looking at a number. That's just I saying. Can't, oh, can't. he has the same amount of titles. Like, Dude, how many Super Bowl MVPs does the guy have? He's got <laughs> Come five. On. He's five got, Super Bowl more, MVPs. He has more of those than Montana has championships. Rings. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Are you hosting with him in, on Dan Patrick next week? No, I, know I was going some. to do – okay, I was going to do Dan Patrick on Monday, but then First Things First um, wants me to do with Broussard, right. so I'm doing that. I think I'm the first guy to do First Things First from L.A. Um, ever. And, of course, you know, the call time, is, the show starts at 7.30, so 4.30 a.m. Hello, can't wait. Monday morning, you know where I'll be. And then I'll be asleep by, like, 9 a.m. We'll do Russell Wilson after the break. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hour number three here on Fox Sports Radio. It's me, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Go 188 Farmers to switch, and you can save big, big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you could do with your phone in just a few minutes. Call 188 Farmers and start saving today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. I like how you guys have added the wait for the farmer's jingle in the notes because I kept butchering it. Well done. We've got a <laughs> finely tuned machine here. Gavin rocking and rolling. Iowa Sam on the ones and twos. Um, and, of course, great updates from Isaac. Uh, college basketball just tipped off, so I don't anticipate a lot of great updates this hour, Isaac. Although we're waiting on pins and needles for Carson Wentz news, Russell Wilson news. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, can we toss him in there? Uh, there's just so much fun stuff out there. I was also just scrolling through Instagram during the break, and Kendall Jenner, shout out. Oh, my gosh. What? Did you see what she posted, Iowa Sam? And I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't like a big fan of them. I don't nope. follow them. But I guess uh, recently something happened, so I was like, oh, I'll follow Kendall Jenner. And then she just posted some of the spiciest content. That is just like, oh, my. I think the kids call it a, a thirst trap, if you will. <laughs> there um, was a photo of her and Kim this week. and uh, Or no, it was Kim and Courtney or something like that. And it was like, somehow, some way, we found each other. And then someone just wrote, <laughs> aren't you sisters? Yeah, like, something that. like that. Yeah, I never uh, watched their show. But uh, Instagram has had a strong pull on me uh, lately. It's just easy. It's super easily digestible. And... um you could just you're not doom scrolling like you are on Twitter. I oh, love no, that on phrase. Snap face and all that. Do, doom scrolling. Um, do we have any? Oh, uh, the phrase. Thank you to a shout out in my Instagram DMs. The phrase that Mike Trudell used was "writ large." Just sounds cool. Sounds very legalese. What does that mean? Writ large. <laughs> Is that a word? It's a phrase. I think it's a. Um, I think he's on NFL Network. <laughs> oh, that's that's Rhett Lewis, sir. Oh, Rhett. Uh, I, I think it's a Latin phrase. Um, oh, I thought the youths made it up. 
No, no, no. It's not one of the boys. Like thirst trap. Thirst trap is a youth thing. Yes, that is. Um, How do I not know my Latin? College basketball all over the board. I'm looking at four games already. Um, Xavier and UConn on FS1. This is Oh, no, it's on Big Fox. This is what I love. They've got the, the favorite and the point total on the screen. Pretty cool. Um, I will just say. March Madness is going to happen this year. I'm so geeked. It, before we get to the NFL, Iowa Sam, like, how into college hoops are you? I know you're an Iowa fan, obviously. Definitely following who's sort of leading in each conference. I always thought follow teams at large and sort of their trends over individual players, which is probably a, a flaw of mine. No, but that's I do, good because the best I, players leave quickly. Right. I do know. I do know some players, but I follow sort of the trends of teams and like where they're going and you know, like different teams in the Big Ten who have been in. Uh, little ruts here and there and who's breaking out. So, yeah, I've, I've been following college basketball pretty closely. Yeah, we'll have to get a college hoops guest on. How do you think I finished in the top three of the Fox Sports Radio uh, NCAA bracket challenge two of the last three years when it was actually held? Wow, is that a, I didn't know that, oh, I, that was I, a real thing. I finished second my first time doing it, and then I finished third. Okay, uh, well, so, I will uh, enter this and year. And it came and... down to the national title game where I actually had a chance to win it both times. No way. Yeah, and then I got oh. bumped to – those places. So, some good coin on the line, I would assume. Well, uh, prizes, yeah. Prizes, yes, because you can't can't gamble on it. Um, <laughs> you can't finish we're at work. either. <laughs> yeah, we're at work. You can't uh, gamble. But I, I, it's a good year for college hoops because UNC is down. Duke is Duke way is down. down. Yeah. Kentucky is... Kentucky's I mean, sub-500 in the SEC. Okay, I had a dream last night, and this was just a fleeting dream, that they put Kentucky in that play-in game and the play-in opponent would face the number one seed, and like everybody was upset because it's like, okay, well, you, Kentucky has five-star recruits. That's not fair. So my dream was that Kentucky won the play-in game and then faced the number one seed and beat them, and everybody was outraged. I don't know how that became a dream. Uh, I have been. You doing really a lot had of- a dream. That's very detailed and not weird. Like you know, dreams are usually they don't make any sense. Yeah, remember that one I had about the alligator under the bed. That, was that one is a little bit more dream-ish. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyways. But anyway, I don't think Kentucky's going to make the tournament. No, they're not. They don't. They're like four and nine. They'd have the to win the SEC tournament, I think. Yes, yes. I don't. Is that possible? I need sure. to look I at mean, the top of the. Yeah, SEC. Yeah, but they haven't been competitive in the SEC. They've been. They just had a really rough start to the year. Their yeah. non-conference wasn't good. So, and it's not like Calipari could just coach him up. Uh, we've talked about this. It's not a knock on him. He's a great recruiter. As an X's and O's guy, he's not amazing. Well, he he has had young players in the past. Yeah, have just gone one year there and then gone to the NBA. Perhaps he doesn't have those guys this year, so he does have to coach them up, and it's taking a little longer than he'd like. Yeah, and it's so funny because some of the really, really good ones, like Devin Booker, didn't do much at Kentucky, and then they get to the NBA outside of that system, and it's like, oh, goodness gracious, he's amazing. All right, let's get to the NFL and Russell Wilson. I will say, I, I'm trying to be a positive beacon of light in 2021. We had a lot of negativity in 2020. Um, don't need to rehash it. And I'm trying to be, you know, glass half full guy. But this Russell Wilson stuff actually made me upset. Like, and I didn't want to be negative Nancy, the guy who's all angry. But it just seemed like a whole lot of nothing. So here's the audio. Russell Wilson went on a radio show and said he was unhappy. Which show? Dan Patrick. And said he was unhappy with how the season unfolded. He's not getting the help he needs. And, like, it was all a lot of accurate stuff. And here's Russell Wilson popping off. 
I think that ultimately for me personally, I, you know, I think that I want to be able to ha- be involved because at the end of the day, it's your legacy. It's your team's legacy. It's, you know, it's the guys you get to go into the huddle with. And at the end of the day, those guys, you got to trust. Are you involved in personnel decisions? Have you been involved in personnel decisions? Not, not as much. I don't, you know, I think that, uh, you know, for, do you for me, want to be involved, Russ? Yeah, I, I think it helps. I think it helps to, to, to be involved more. Um, but I think that's that dialogue should, should happen more often, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely believe they've gotten calls for sure. I think that, uh, you know, I think anytime you're um, a player that tries to produce every week and has done it for, you know, consistently, I think people are going to call for sure. And I think it's part of the process. You're not available, are you? Well, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm available or not. That's a, that's a Seahawks <laughs> question. But I think also, I think more than anything else is, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, you, you want to win. I can't fault him for any of that. Russell Wilson is feeling the same way Aaron Rodgers is feeling, same way a lot of quarterbacks are feeling. Hey, Tom Brady can go from New England to Tampa and say, hey, give me Gronk, and can we get Antonio Brown? And how about Leonard Fournette? Tom Brady can say that stuff. Tampa can act on it, and then they can win the Super Bowl. And what happens in the Super Bowl? Oh, Fournette had a great game, scored. Antonio Brown, scored. Gronk, two touchdowns. And it's like, why don't other quarterbacks have that ability to just say, hey, why aren't we doing this? And you could say, well, Brady's won a ton. He's got, he had six Super Bowls. You're going to listen to him. Okay, well, what has Seattle been without Russell Wilson? What has Green Bay done? Is What is Green Bay going to do without Aaron Rodgers? Like, of course they should have input. And you can't screw it up the way Houston did. Hey, Deshaun, what do you think? What should we do? Who should we look at? And then totally ignore the guy. Like, that's the worst thing to do. There is a fine line. Well, if we bring in this guy that our quarterback recommended, is it going to set a bad standard? Well, no. Of course it's not. You think the, do you don't think the quarterback has the best interest in the team when he goes to you and says, hey, we should take a look at this guy? And and I did riff on this on Straight Fire this week. So, and it's about relationships and how they matter. And, you know, this is going to be shocking to some people. I did not work my way up the radio food chain. I did not have a show in Montana. And then I did not upgrade to a show in New Mexico. And then I did not upgrade to a AAA market in Texas and then get to Fox Sports Radio. I didn't start doing local TV. Um, I was able to forge a relationship with Cowherd through a very weird set of circumstances, which we don't need to rehash here. You guys, if if you've listened, you know that he took down my website. We didn't know each other. A couple years later, I went to ESPN to write a profile on Cowherd. We became friends. And when when he got to FS1, him and the then big boss were like, oh, well, who do you want to bring in, Cowherd? And he's like, let's go grab McIntyre. This guy's a different thinker. He's unique. He can do radio, TV, web. Let's let's bring him in. And that's how I got here. Like a, a unique set of circumstances. And it mattered that a network that was starting to pop, FS1, went to their number one guy, Cowherd, and said, who else is good? That's how TV, some TV networks work. Now, I know ESPN used to do some of that. You know, uh, Skipper had an inner circle. I'm not breaking news here. I mean, this is 
I think, pretty well known of Scott Van Pelt. Who do you think is good? You know, uh, Stephen A. Smith, who do you think is good? Woj Narowski, uh, Dan Levitard. Um, you ask the best and brightest, what, who, who do you think is good? Who do you want to bring in? And, of course, it makes sense that the Seahawks, and I know they know how to build a team, but let's be real. They've fallen on hard times recently in the draft. They have not hit as well. Yes, Metcalf was a home run, but they have whiffed on a couple others. And in free agency, it's not like they're knocking them dead. Russell Wilson's covering up a lot of warts in Seattle, and you could say Brady did the same in New England. I mean, no disrespect to Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. Go look at what they've done in the draft the last, like, five years. It ain't pretty. And I don't think it hurts to ask, who do you want to bring in? You guys know this. Like, eventually, the bosses of Fox Sports Radio are going to come to the producers and say, hey, any good producers out there? We need, we need new producers. And then whoever they've forged relationships with, Gavin and other producers here, those guys are going to get bumped up to the front of the pile. That's how it works. Is that fair? Eh, I don't know. But it also speaks to you. Instead of maybe being an angry jerk on social media and saying to everybody, you're an idiot, Y-O-U-R, uh, an idiot, you know, and being a jerk on social media and then coming, oh, how do I get a job there? No, maybe you should like, I don't know, try to be productive and learn and separ- separate yourself from the pack and, and be a good human being because relationships do matter. And I'm telling you right now, if someone's going to come uh, up, to, to one of their quarterbacks and say, hey, man, do you know Allen Robinson? Would you mind calling him? We want him. And, like, this happens all the time in the NBA, and it's not frowned upon. It's normal. It's the normal way of business. I, I'll never forget, like, the Lakers, and I, 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 I might not have this 100%, but the Lakers had asked some of their guys to go out and recruit, and some of their guys are like, I ain't doing that. If you remember Derrick Rose in Chicago, they were like, hey, we need you to recruit this guy. We'd love to get him. And Derrick Rose is like, uh, not happening. Go to the Warriors. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, do you guys want to, what, you want to bring in KD? Oh, hell yeah, we want to bring in KD. And they start recruiting him. Like, in the NBA, it works. LeBron obviously has been running front offices for years. Why, is it, why isn't the NFL thinking about that? I mean, Gavin, on my off base here, like, it should be a layup that Russell Wilson has some input on what the hell the Seahawks are doing. Should he not? Yeah, I mean, look, as we're seeing the the uh, player empowerment movement coming from the NBA to the NFL, they should also take a page out of the, you know, personnel decisions that we see LeBron get, right? Uh, Kyrie, I mean, he look at the say they got on the coach. The NFL, I don't think they'd ever go that far, but there is a level of allowing the most important person in your franchise to have a say in the at least the kinds of players he wants them to focus on. He, he's not going to know that Tristan Wirfs is the best tackle to come right. out, you know? But he might go, can we focus on the offensive line? Can we focus on the weapons and that kind of thing? Yeah, I saw the stat that Tristan Wirfs. Unreal. What was he, the 13th pick in the, I think he was a fourth tackle maybe? Yes. And he gave up, was it one sack I or one pressure? One sack in. 900-something um, snaps? Or yes. Something, something insane. Yeah. Looking and, pretty good there. Yeah, you think? I mean, goodness gracious. Now, I'm not saying that was a Tom Brady pull, obviously. The scouting the department did a great job. And they have been pretty phenomenal. Devin White, uh, Levante David, they have really nailed it in Tampa. And it's pretty clear that it's a combination of our scouts and our stars. 
Um, and, and Tampa, listen, I, I was way wrong. I had the Chiefs. I, I will go to my grave saying the Packers were missing their left tackle. Tampa took major advantage, had five sacks. And I underestimated the loss of Eric Fisher, the left tackle for the Chiefs. I mean, it was a jailbreak every single time Patrick Mahomes dropped back to pass. And it's weird. I saw all this negativity about Mahomes. I mean, I, I guess we could talk about that next if you guys want to. But this idea that Patrick Mahomes had a terrible Super Bowl and he sucked is laughable. <laughs> like, y'all ain't watching the games. Um, Patrick Mahomes never stood a chance in that Super Bowl. He was making throws. Did you guys see the video where it's Mike Evans and Godwin are on the sideline watching Mahomes run for his life? And they're like, oh, my gosh, how is he doing this? That's unbelievable. How is he even getting the pass off? That's the level of uh, pressure Patrick Mahomes was under. I'd never seen, I mean, he was the most pressured quarterback in Super Bowl history, according to the numbers. Like, there was never really a clean pocket where he could operate. Uh, Todd Bowles just put him in a body bag. Great job by Bowles and Tampa's defense in the Super Bowl. But coming up next, we got a guest to talk about the Russell Wilson situation in Seattle. We'll do that next here on Fox Sports Radio. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. It's better than using your phone to see if your post got any likes again. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker Fire Insurance, Exchanges, or Affiliate. Products not available in every state. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. All right, let's welcome in our guest. Covers the Seahawks for the Athletic, Michael Sean Dugar. Mike, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Uh, this must have been a surprising week for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There I am watching Russell Wilson watch the Super Bowl, thinking nothing of it. Next morning, it's like, oh, the world's on fire. Great. <laughs> but that seems to be the vibe right now in, in the NFL. Nobody's happy with their quarterback. We're talking about musical chairs with everybody. I don't know, Mike. My initial reaction is this is much ado about nothing. But maybe people keep pushing this for a reason. I don't know. Is there something behind the scenes you feel going on with Russell Wilson? Or is it simply he just saw what Tom Brady did in Tampa, got whoever he needed to help him, and won a Super Bowl? You know, I've only been covering the NFL for about four years, four full seasons. But one thing I learned after, like, year one, as someone told me, I think it was at the Combine, they said when stuff like this happens, either it's true or someone wants us to think it's true. Either way, it's relevant. Huh. And I keep that in mind with all tweet, rumor, reports, talking heads, saying stuff like it's it, – because either way, you should pay attention to it. That's just kind of how I've been taught. you know. So I, I can't dismiss as much to do about nothing. I, I used to. I would do that like three years ago. When Russell's reports were like, oh, yeah, is Russell Wilson going to quit football and play baseball for the Yankees? <laughs> it was just like, guys, what the hell? But I remember either it's true or someone wants us to think it's true. And then if it's the latter, you have to wonder why someone wants you to think it's true, right? So there's an agenda one way or the other. I don't know which one is the case with Russell's kind of media tour uh, where he's acting like a disgruntled worker. Um, but I cannot, that's the first thing I cannot do. When I saw, I think, Lock and Forest tweet or, um, the Dan Patrick interview or whatever, um, I just was immediately like, hey, either this is true or someone wants us to think it is. Either way, I need to text my editor. Okay, so, well, first of all, I mean, listen, you know, if it's if it's from Schefter or Rappaport, 100%. Some of these other guys, I'm not so sure about, but you've got me confused. Who would Who would want us to think this is true about Russell Wilson? Like, what's the game there? I think it's Russell. Like, I've spent the last, like, 72 hours thinking about this, so I'm, like, very equipped for everything. I I have all these theories in my mind. I think it's Russell. I think this is Russell Wilson's way of being disgruntled, right? Because even, like, look at his persona, right? He say everything right, do everything right. He's superstar. You know, I'm in my pajamas with my wife on the cover of GQ. (laughs) And so he still has an image to protect. And he knows that once you start demanding trades, and showing a rift with the front office, you you know, you get the James Harden treatment or, you know, name, insert superstar that's had a problem with the front office that forced himself out, right? So he doesn't want that. He still wants to be God-fearing family man 
um, in the in the public eye. But he also wants the public eye to know he's tired of getting hit. Yeah, and this is how he this is how he would do it. I thought about man, if Russell was to try to force himself out, what would it look like? It wouldn't look like a tweet. It wouldn't look like a, a report from Schefter. It would look like this. Mm. It would be a media tour where he tries to control the narrative, mm. where he got to get out in front of it, where he taught, where he spouts the same number. Think how many times you've heard the number three hundred and ninety four this week mm. about Russell. Yeah. Is that a coincidence? Probably not. Right. It's, it's, it's calculated. This is all my theory. This is Mike conspiracy theory. Dugar spilling stuff out. But <laughs> I, when you ask who's who wants us to know something, I think it's the, we're, we're watching the messenger on Dan Patrick and Ellen and whatever. He, he's yeah. giving us the message. He's just leaving breadcrumbs instead of just flat out saying it's it. interesting. You put it that way. I mean, you know, Russ did not end the season on a high note. You know, remember, he was the MVP for the first half of the season and then he kind of fell apart. A lot of turnovers. Uh, especially in that playoff game, he was not good against the Rams. They really had his number this year. I don't know, though. Um, it's not like they're going to move him, right? I would have to say there's, what, less than a 1% chance anything happens? If you'd have asked me that during the Super Bowl, I would agree. Um, and then I see I see everything that's happened after, and I just can't be – I don't I don't rule out anything wow. wait, wait. anymore. It's, so I don't know. I can't put a percent on it because, like, I'm 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 into like sports gambling, even though I don't do it. So I yeah. wouldn't want to give anybody any odds on this thing. But um, it this feels like what a toxic relationship would look like behind the scenes. Like that's what I keep asking myself. Like if I was, um, if I was to like describe a divorce, right? Or all the movies I've seen where the two characters fall out of love with each other. What does it look like? There's signs first. They don't just wake up one day and say, "I hate you" and get a lawyer. No, like. You sleep the other way, right? Like you, you, you stop saying I love you. You start down talking them with around your friends when you're drunk, right? Like <laughs> you do all these little things, and then it blows up, you know, in in everyone's face. Like there's little things that come there, and I think for Russell to have, you know, publicly done this, he's a smart guy, right? That means things are probably even worse behind the scenes. I'm not fully sure how bad necessarily, um, but it's it's to the point that in my mind I wouldn't rule out. Any scenario at this point, when you got the superstar quarterback being out there, like, yeah, no, my own line kind of stinks. We ran the ball too much last year. That's why I started to think I'm kind of at fault too. But you know, really, I just want to protect my legacy. So uh, have fun with that, guys. I'm going on Ellen. <laughs> well, I just looked at his contract, and it looks like there's an out after next season. I think that'll he'll be 33, turning 34. Still have a ton of value given. Uh, you know, he, he's pretty much an Iron Man. Um, I don't know. It just, I, I just, I don't see how you move on. We, we've seen teams lose their franchise quarterback, and like they don't get another one for years, maybe decades. Look at the Miami Dolphins since they lost Marino. They've had like forty quarterbacks. I, 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 I don't know, Mike. Anyways, it's, uh, it's, okay. There's arrogance associated to it too, though. Like teams think. Um... There's a, there's a Jay-Z line where he's like, uh, I think it's a reference to Dame Dash saying he made Rockefeller and all that. He says, you know, people saying they made Hove, okay, so make another Hove. Right? <laughs> it's the same, it's, it's the arrogance it's the arrogance of GMs and coaches, right? Like I can, if if I drafted insert QB and we molded him into something great, like we can just do that, you know, again, right? I think, that's not exclusive to the Seahawks. I'm sure any team that drafted a guy out of the first round and became their starter thinks that. Yeah. You know, the, the Seahawks probably think that to some extent. Dallas probably thinks that to some extent with Dak. You know, the the Jags, Gardner Minshew, I can't think of any others at the top of my head. But 
there is that arrogance there, you know, like I, I built you, right? Like yeah. we, we molded you so we can do it again. And the Seahawks went to Josh Allen's pro day in 2018, right? Right after Russell Wilson led the league in touchdown passes. Right? There's, there's, there's some arrogance there, you know, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know, but it's definitely there. And again, either it's true or someone wants us to think it's true. Like there's a reason that that got leaked out and Russell's camp's reaction got uh, leaked out to them being at Josh Allen's pro day. And then, oh, we find out like a year later, oh, the Seahawks talked to the Browns about a possible trade of Russ uh, in that same draft. Like, it's, it's all breadcrumbs. Like, when I've, I've, been, mm. I've been investigating this for, like, the past three days. and like, wait a minute. This is not – there's smoke here. Yeah. And I think there's fire. Huh. Interesting. I, I hadn't drawn that conclusion. I was just going to brush off the Josh Allen as, hey, as a front office, you've got to do your diligence and always look for options. Who's out there? And uh, no, I didn't you, think much you, of it. You do. You do, you absolutely do, right. but how was how does that look? Because they had, I think, the 19th pick or something, maybe 18th. So how does that look though when you're Russell? Like, put yourself in Russell's shoes again. Put yourself in a messenger's shoes. I just led the league in touchdown passes. We couldn't run the ball to the point that I accounted for 36 of our 39 offensive touchdowns. We didn't make the playoffs for the first time in my career, and then you're going to a quarterback's pro day. Like, mm-hmm. right or wrong, I think you do have to do your due diligence, but. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Now you're like, okay, guys, what the hell? Okay. So if Russ <laughs> was upset, for you. how's this? If Russ was upset, how pissed should Aaron Rodgers have been when they went 13 and three, NFC title game, and they did draft a quarterback? Not just go to the pro day; they took one in the first round. With the, with with the context of how having covered the Russell saga with them going to the pro day, when I saw that with Josh Allen, I, or excuse me, with uh, Jordan Love this year with Green Bay, I legit thought Aaron Rodgers would just demand a trade and, and not play. Because I, I thought it would be like you're saying, even worse. Like, you guys actually took a first-round quarterback while I'm still really good and really expensive and still the face of the franchise. Like, kudos to Aaron Rodgers for not going in the tank like Carson Wentz did when they drafted his replacement. That's a lot of, like, you know, mental toughness on Aaron's part to have an MVP season right after they basically drafted your replacement. Like, I'm sure he'll never forget. Like, Aaron Rodgers doesn't forget when people call him six feet tall or whatever. Like, he's, <laughs> he's got that little man complex. Yeah. So I can only imagine how long he's going to hold on, you know, to that. He's probably going to say it in his Hall of Fame speech, talk about the 2020 draft and Jordan Love. Um, all right, Michael Sean Duger, uh, Seattle Seahawks reporter for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike, D-U-G-A-R. Mike, hey, great stuff, man. And uh, congrats on the uh, – Seahawks gig. I like the Jay-Z reference. I may steal that. Thanks, man. Appreciate All right. it. Take it easy. Um, that was interesting. Uh, I uh, more A lot more smoke than, uh, than I thought heading into uh, the Russell Wilson discussion. But uh, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, we'll talk a little college basketball. We'll talk a little NBA. But first... Here's Isaac Lowenkron with What's Trending. And the day in college basketball underway with fourth-ranked Ohio State leading Indiana 29-15, to 539 and counting in the first half. Wake Forest a 27-24 advantage at 17th-ranked Florida State, 713 left to play in the first half. Drake leading number 22 Loyola of Chicago 27-25, five and a half to go in the first half. And in the Big 12, number 23, Oklahoma State on top of Kansas State, 22-14 with seven minutes left to play in the first half. NFL, Tom Brady has apparently overcome his literal post-Super Bowl hangover. Today, his fitness company posted a picture of him walking off a field after a workout with the caption, quote, back to work, hashtag eyes on eight. 
unquote, obviously meaning eight Super Bowl rings. And finally, Jason, in Major League Baseball, there is a sign here in the Fox Sports Radio studios that I am about to update to zero days since we last mentioned Tim Tebow. Yes, the now 33-year-old former Heisman Trophy winner has been invited to Major League Spring Training by the New York Mets. Tebow? Where's that coming from? Tebow last played in the minors in 2019 with Syracuse batting 163 with four home runs and 19 RB. Are you playing that in there, Jason? That I'm not doing that. That is not me. Let me try this again. Tebow. Wow, that's quite a phenomenon. Jason, back to you. Okay. Boy, Isaac. Firing on all cylinders. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre. Live from the Farmers Insurance, Fox Sports Radio Studios, call 1-888-FARMERS, and you can save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Um, Boy, Iowa Sam, this Drake team looks pretty impressive. I'm digging into some college hoops here in the studio. Every time I look up, not only are their jerseys cool, but they've got a good group of kids on this talented team. I see in Ken Palm they're up. They're only fifty seventh, so maybe um, the uh, nineteen and one mark is kind of so, inflated. Yeah, Drake. Sorry, I was attending something back here. Drake love their jerseys. Yeah, they they started out I think eighteen and zero or they're eighteen and zero. They lost their first game to Valparaiso, not very good team. But um, their strength of schedule is in the three hundreds. That's the problem. So if they beat Loyola Chicago, who's ranked right now, yeah. it'll help uh, greatly. But Drake looks like the runaway favorite in the Missouri Valley Conference. MVC baby. MVC baby. Um, so I did put a couple college basketball picks from the machine on my Instagram stories. You can check those out. Um, I, I've got, you know, the machines had a pretty incredible week. I haven't been posting all the picks. The one day I did post, they went four and Um, I obviously took all four of today's, um, and it's obscure stuff. It's, it's not the big marquee games. It's where you can find an edge. We talk about this in gambling all the time, you know, Super Bowl efficient market, super tight lines, but on the prop bets. You're able to find an edge, and I actually had a pretty good Super Bowl with the prop bets I uh, I posted on Fox Sports, um, and, and you know that's same true for college basketball. Like you just, it's gonna Duke versus UNC. You're not you're not gonna be able to find something there. But in an Abilene Christian game, you know the market is a little less efficient. Gavin, have you been doing a lot of college hoops gambling? None. I'm actually making a statement this year to only bet NFL in college football because. I actually, you talk oh. about edge. I, I just, it's impossible. And look, I, the only area where I would think about it is the totals, but I've been through it for a couple of years now. I do the best I can, but the only place I really feel like I have an edge and, and the stats and everything really works out is, is football. Yeah. It's so hard. Baseball, basketball. It's, you know, we'll see around the postseason for the, you know, around June or something, yeah. maybe. Well, what about March Madness? Well, that's just betting on a team. You know, th- those mm. are fun. Like, I'll just bet money line, you know, underdogs and stuff. But, but no, it's it's really hard to actually, when you get into the spreads and everything, um, a little update here from Rap Sheet on your guy, Uh-oh. Trevor Lawrence. He will have labrum surgery on his left shoulder on Tuesday. It's going to be a five to six month recovery. He will, or he's expected to be fine by training camp. Le- non-throwing shoulder, right? Non-throwing yeah. shoulder labrum surgery i mean you never want to hear labrum and shoulder and surgery but uh i don't know non-throwing shoulder can't be that huge now you do wonder he takes a big hit gets lands on that shoulder 
Look, Tua had a lot of injury concerns coming out, and he didn't look great this year. So, yeah, different I mean, injury, obviously. And Trevor Lawrence is like 6'5", 220. I still think, guys, that run that he had against Ohio State in the playoff, not this past year, but the year before, is like up there with the Tommy Frazier run against Florida, the Mike Vick Falcons run against the Vikings, the Steve Young run uh, in the playoffs. I think that was against the Vikings. Uh, it's just one of the all-time great runs. Trevor, I, I'm just such a fanboy of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, That's why I'm so excited for his 0-2 start and the narratives that yes. come out. Because basically, I feel bad for the guy. He cannot exceed anyone's expectations because he's basically Superman. He's got to win. He's got to win a uh, Super Bowl. In and his Andrew, rookie year. In his rookie. Come he, there's on. Nothing, no, 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 no. What I mean is to exceed, to, to not face backlash in his rookie season he has to, I mean, surpass what Herbert did by a wide margin. Right. Like, he can't because okay, and so it's what, unfair what, that the media's done this to him. So, it's funny. Herbert had a good season, and we still had Tony Kornheiser going on TV and saying, well, how, how good is Herbert? He's only won four games or whatever it was. Like, what does Trevor Lawrence need to do? Win seven games or have Justin Herbert-type numbers? Well, the winning games we've talked about on this show, that's yeah. that's an archaic stat. It's not it doesn't really evaluate how great a quarterback was. It's out of his control, yeah, too. I it, think you're gonna look at the touchdown to interception uh ratio, yep. completion percentage, which by the way is partly due to the DJ Chark and those guys. Like they need to do their part. Um and how he looks under pressure. I don't think the Jaguars have a top O line, right? Mm, yeah, it was okay. Uh, they graded you know, out okay. Justin Herbert had a stat that you don't want your quarterback to have, but it was terrific. He was basically the best quarterback against pressure last year. Yeah. You know, he's excellent. What is Trevor Lawrence going to look like when he doesn't have an elite offensive line and elite running back in the backfield? I wonder if we could create this prop bet. Will Trevor Lawrence have more losses in his first month as an NFL quarterback than he had at Clemson? We'd have to look at the schedule. Because I think uh, he had two yeah. at Clemson, right? First year, they didn't lose. And then he lost to... Alabama. L oh, LSU, yeah, LSU and Alabama. Alabama. No, no, LSU and Ohio State. He didn't lose to... Uh... He beat Alabama. Oh, right? you're right. Yeah. 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 So that would mean, will he have three losses in his first month? And you know that'll be the story, right, Gavin? Trevor Lawrence, is he that good? He's already lost more games in Jacksonville in a month than he lost in three years. It's just, it's the lazy, boring, dumb media. And, and listen, the, the, there's a reason a lot of people are starting to dislike the media. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone in the next few minutes? Look at photos of things other people ate? Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Trucker Fire Insurance Exchanges are affiliate. Products not available in every state. It's me. Jason McIntyre live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS. You could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Another great week in the books on Straight Fire. And uh, as a reminder, you guys can catch me on First Things First on Monday morning with Chris Broussard. I anticipate some arguments. I usually clobber him in NBA debates. Um, should be fun. Probably talk some NFL as well. Lot of fun. Uh, coming up next, up on game. 
TJ Hushmanzada, LeVar Arrington, Plaxico Burris. They will be having a former tight end, cool name, Byron Chamberlain. He'll be on the show. Um, And I'm told they have a big guest coming the following week. I'm not going to spoil it too early. I'll let them. Oh, Sean Merriman's coming in today. He's, uh, Sean Merriman's great. Had him on the podcast. Man, this guy's been through some stuff. He's, uh, he had a tough upbringing, Sean Merriman. Really interesting guy. Um, Chargers, can I call him a legend? He was one of the most legendary linebackers in Charger history during the time he was there. I mean, it, it was a short run, had some issues with injuries, yeah. a little PED, you know, accusation there. But, uh, man, if he didn't remind you of Junior Seau back in 06, 07. Mm. Yeah, they, they had they had some awesome teams. Rivers, LT, Junior Seau. Like 11 Pro Bowlers in 06. They had that many? 11, yeah. Wow. It's wild to, to look at the uh, that Pro Bowl roster. Back was then. that when they lost in the they, AFC title game? That was the divisional round to the Patriots. The only playoff game, or the only sporting event that has ever made me cry oh, i cry wow. i'm not kidding it, it really i was so that's why i have never convinced myself we're gonna win it was that the 14 and 2 team 14 and Marty 2 schottenheimer's team yeah and then to get a divisional round home playoff game marlon mccree fumbles the ball brady wins unreal you had them beat with about five minutes left hold on to the ball tough one tom brady throws a pick marlon mccree intercepts it starts running it back Troy Brown strips the ball. Oh, I mean, that's why I don't care where an interception happens. If it's my team, just fall down. Go down. Fall down. I don't need the big run back. Um, I still, you know what game I remember? uh, Because I actually won a bet on it. It was against Peyton Manning and the Colts in overtime. Um, Chargers won the toss. Oh, wait. Chargers won the toss. And I think it was a pitch to LT. It was, and he cut to the left a couple times. Darren Sproles. Sproles, yes. And if you ask Rivers or even Merriman, they will say that was their one of the, like their favorite moment. Oh, I from love that. that. Run. It's I, I was surprised by that actually. I, I forgot who the announcer was on that, but it was an epic call if you listen to it on YouTube. And then the announcer goes silent, and the stadium is just bedlam. And that's the thing everyone always said: San Diego, you don't have any fans. Go back to those times; yeah. the Qualcomm yeah. Stadium would be rocking. Uh, so I rocking. remember that I I had bet on the Chargers in that game. And Sproles takes it outside, and he makes, like, two cuts. And there's this avenue, and you're like, oh, my, is he going to go? And the announcer starts going crazy, and then it's a touchdown. It was just like, yes! And uh, by the way, low-key, low one of the greatest field position games you'll ever see. Mike Cyphers, their punter, kept pinning the Colts back inside the 5 and the 10. It is unreal. Like, Pat McAfee just glows about it to this day. What a game that was. That did remembering field position. I, I remember that at the time. I was going, we actually had a weapon as a punter. Now the Chargers are known for their terrible special teams. Oh, gosh. New kickers every year. Don't remind me. Um, oh, those were the days. Of course, then the Jets coming in. Isaac Lonecron actually has that touchdown call. Oh, from, no, does from he? From All right, Here are Al Michaels and Al John Michaels. Madden. Enjoy. The Colts are not a blitzing team, but I think they have to now. Here's Sproles. Sproles inside the 10, inside the 5, and the Chargers win the game. Great, great job, Isaac. I just got goosebumps inside the 10, inside, and you can hear the rise. And it's just, it was an awesome, awesome moment. You know, I love gambling wins like that. Uh, let's not talk about the losses. 
Um, Chargers could always beat Peyton Manning and the Colts. They never beat Brady and the Patriots. I mean, nope, not many people beat Brady. All right, thank you, Isaac, for that fine. Thank you, Gavin. Great guests. Iowa Sam, Chris. The podcast will be up, I don't know, like 30 minutes. Uh, I think I might need a nap today. Um, did not sleep well last night. Woke up sweating. I was like, do I have a fever? Do I have COVID? I haven't had one of those moments in a while. I did not have a fever. I did check my temperature at like 3 in the morning. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. I'm out. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your 5-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, Game, discover must-see shows and hit movies and get all the best streaming apps in one place like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.